Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we conclude Christ's discourse known as the Sermon on the Mount. The conclusion to the Sermon on the Mount contains two commands. The first is found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, which instructs us to enter through the narrow gate. The second command is found in chapter 7, verse 15, which warns us to beware of false prophets. These scary words from Jesus leave no room for doubt that he demands of every person a decision about him. It's a binary decision, accept or reject, believe or ignore, heaven or hell, one way or the other, there is no middle ground. There are many voices that proclaim false messages about the way to heaven. Today we see the final descriptions of the importance of entering through the narrow gate and learning to beware of the false prophets. Please listen to today's slice of Pastor Jim's message entitled, Jesus' Scariest Words. Well, now come with me to Matthew chapter 7. Today is the final visit we will make to the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to look at the last nine verses here. Every time that I have studied the Sermon on the Mount, which is many times, I always have flashbacks, and I've mentioned them to you along the way, that when I was new to the faith and I read through Matthew for the first time, and especially when I got into the Sermon on the Mount, I would hear things that I realized I had been told in sort of a caricature format, some of the things that Jesus said, especially things like, you know, love your neighbor, you know, they'd leave off as yourself, um, you know, just, just love your neighbor. Uh, there's the golden rule in a watered-down version that I had learned. So I did have that reaction several places in the Sermon on the Mount when I first read it, but when I came to our text for today, my reaction was different. I had never heard anything like this. And the only sense in which I had heard anything resembling even a part of this passage was in the form of the story of the three little pigs and the big bad wolf. And needless to say, that hadn't driven me toward great theology. But when I read this passage for the first time, especially the first three verses that we're going to look at this morning, my reaction was visceral. And I was thinking back to all the times that I've read this, and I came up with this title. I think you could make an argument. These are Jesus' scariest words. These nine verses are the conclusion of the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. The conclusion started back at chapter 7, verse 13. That's where, our, where there are the two commands that form basically the, the backbone of the altar call to this sermon. The first one is chapter 7, verse 13. It's a command, enter. Enter through the narrow gate. And then verse 15, the second command, beware. Beware of the false prophets, because there are people who will try to woo you into the 
wrong gate, onto the wrong path, to the wrong destination, and trick you into thinking you're on the right way. These scary words from Jesus leave no room whatsoever for thinking that you can respond to this any way you want to. Jesus demands of every person who was there that day when He preached this sermon and every person who reads Matthew's inspired summary of it to come to a decision about Him. And it is a binary decision. It is accept or reject, believe or ignore, heaven or hell, one way or the other, right, wrong. There is no middle ground. There is no option for picking and choosing the, the, the moralistic applications of the Sermon on the Mount that you like and, you know, trimming off the rest of them. There are many voices that proclaim false messages about the way to heaven, and so Jesus says, enter by that one narrow gate. And today we're going to see the final descriptions of the importance of entering through the narrow gate and learning to beware of the false prophets. Here's how we're going to do this. Verses 21 to 23 is about true and false professors. And we don't mean people that teach math at local colleges. Uh, We're talking about people who profess to follow Christ. Then we'll see in 24 through 27, true and false hearers. Verses 24 to 27, as I said. And then there is a postscript to this great sermon. Let's start with the true and false professors, verses 21 through 23. These are the scariest words I think Jesus ever spoke. He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, Did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. This is a bone-chilling passage. You don't end the Sermon on the Mount with a feel-good, go-home-and-have-your-picnic kind of a message. Jesus tells us that there are people who will be be deceived into thinking that they are going to heaven, and they will be so committed to their deception that they will lead others into thinking that they are going to heaven, and some of them will get all the way to final judgment before they discover they chose the wrong gate. They took the wrong way. And by the way, he's talking to very religious people when he says this. On that day refers to the day of judgment. The people that Jesus condemns are branded as false by him because they proclaimed this is the way to heaven, but they, they didn't live up to what he told them to do. Their profession and their actions didn't match. They say Lord, Lord, but they have not truly submitted themselves to Him. That word Lord is very significant. If you call Jesus 
Lord, you are declaring that He is the Master who bought you, and you are His slave. He owns you. You belong to Him. So do not ever say, Jesus is Lord, if you are unwilling to do what He says. There's another statement of this in Luke 6, 46. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? The unspeakable tragedy of this passage is meant to teach us an obvious lesson. You're supposed to come to the end of this sermon and you're supposed to examine yourself. You're supposed to make a choice. There are only two choices. Now, one of them has a whole lot of different brand names on it, but there's the narrow way and there's the broad way, the narrow gate and the, and the wide gate. Paul would later write this very same thing to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves, or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you fail the test. Now, I long ago found that verse, referred to it several times, but it always kind of troubled me. Paul, what is the test? Uh, He didn't even tell us if it's true, false, or multiple choice. By the way, it is true, false, in or out, believe believe or don't believe. But he didn't put the test exactly in words right there. But I think you can summarize it if you pour over the 28 chapters of inscripturated revelation that he wrote to that church. And as I've said many times, I think you can boil it down to two related questions. Examine yourself and what do you think about your sin and what do you think about Jesus Christ, because at any moment, and as the pattern of your life, you will love and cling to one of those two, or you will hate and be ashamed of it. And you're always going to be, again, it's binary, you're going to be in that, in that bifurcated choice. So he was pretty serious. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, Did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, what's the problem with those people who say that? I mean, after all, they're saying, Lord, they're announcing that they believe that Jesus is Lord, but what's the problem with it? Well, One thing is, notice that they emphasize not who the Lord is, not anything about sacrifice, not anything about sin, not anything about turning to Him. They emphasize, look what we did for you. There's a subtle problem with that. I mean, of course we want to serve the Lord, right? Of course we want to do great things by His grace and by His power, but they say, Did we not do these things? They're calling attention to themselves. Lord, let me into heaven. Just look at all the favors that I did for you. Weren't you blessed to have me on your side? 
That's the attitude. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.